Hey everybody, uh, we're back, it's Rewind and Reload, it's your favorite whenever we release these periodically, because <laughs> things happen, baby. We're in the building. That's all that matters. Join Pikachu, Ash, and the gang. The Mandalorian is great in the new series, and the- Let's check out what's new in the world of pop culture, with your hosts, John, Tim, and Quentin, and a podcast we call, Rewind and Reload. Yeah, we're still here, this we're still grinding, we're still hustling. Got a fucking cat with us today. Oh yeah. hell yeah! Check her out. She's chilling. We gotta hell take creative yeah. breaks. We gotta think about, you know, what we want to do, what we want to say. We gotta take breaks for like whenever other we take things that start like with this. C that I can't say on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every I got time the, we do uh, take a break, I got the cocoa. Come back and we so come back. Not that cocoa. Shit. Oh god. This is not an admission of guilt. This is an admission of sickness. <laughs> Um, I think uh, I think it's still. I don't, if you have cocoa, you better be sharing with us, bud. Yeah, I don't have money for that actually, so <laughs> I don't know if any of us. Maybe all of us together can get one. I don't have that eighties lifestyle so. money to go just on the you boys. Just you boys wait. Once my fucking stocks go up through the roof. Once my, once my stocks go through the roof, dude. What the fuck are living, those? We're going to be living big boys. What are those? Fusion deployments. And how much are they worth right now? Uh, Like $3. And how much are you? under, a, under oh. a dollar when I bought them. Okay. All right. Well, you've already gone. Yeah, are you going to like, you're going to hold like uh, Wall Street Bets says? Or are you going to? I don't know. We'll see. You know, I think uh, we're, we're is there is there, is there a Yugi, is there a Yugi is there a Yugi bets thing? Um, I feel like that's something. Unfortunately, yes. I was gonna say I feel like that's something the community would do. Yeah, no, that definitely exists. There's people who are like treat it like the fucking stock market. I've been in really into the idea of Magic the Gathering again, so I've been like seeing videos where it's like. There's one guy in particular who does like are these card real videos and like people will send him stuff and the guy one person was freaking out because they spent a lot of money on uh original dual lands which are worth like a lot of money a piece and they were like I these are these fake and the guy was like no no they were all they were all real like but the it was like they were all a couple of them were like super almost like damn near mint and it, that was like fishy but he's oh, like okay. everything else looks fine so are they like reserved list things where like they're not no. allowed to be reprinted uh, mm, actually I don't think dual lands can be reprinted you might be right but the, I also watched a video on how the reserve list is a crock of shit so oh yeah 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 um so the reserve list kind of like skirts around the weird like laws of uh gambling and yep. card packs because like oh 
we don't like the card manufacturers don't assign value to the individual pieces of cardboard but since wizards of the coast is saying we won't ever reprint these cards they're assigning value yes to the pieces of cardboard so it's like hmm be interesting to see if like the anti-gambling stuff that like goes into video games could like ever i don't know be used on trading cards well, i watched i watched like a that. video a breakdown video of it being like that was like even if they reprinted cards from the reserve list the original printing price won't go down because those are the collectibles yeah, exactly but you know hey, but yeah uh we're not even going to talk too much about actual tcg but you know we'll talk uh, we'll just talk about our you guys's weeks if you want your fun stuff your fun news um yeah solidified my place as <laughs> in simpson guy who, guy who likes simpsons a little too much and i got a bart tattoo for uh the 15th anniversary of the simpsons movie all right it's really fucked up that it's that old yeah i got a copy uh <laughs> somewhere down there <laughs> I like still d- distinctly remember seeing it in theaters at like yeah. eleven years old. Like what? See him fuck. See him Bart's wiener. Yeah, dude. I remember being like, "Am I allowed to see this?" I actually got to watch <laughs> the me and the tattoo artist watched the uh, the movie while doing the tattoo as well. It was a good time. I saw uh, that they were playing it while they were doing the flash sale stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, sick. But yeah, no that that was uh that was my fun and exciting thing I can bring to the table. Other than that, I've just kind of like been vibing, you know. I I get off work and I just I sit in this chair like this and I just I sit here like this until the sun goes down. Doing the T pose challenge. Uh, it's not even a challenge anymore. It's just it's just it's how just I photosynthesizing. Am, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, I'm gonna judge by your face that you you do not have news, John. No, not really. Not really. okay. Um, I we're getting ready for vacation and stuff. So if you want to hear about me running around trying to get a bunch of stuff finished up before we do that, just let me know. Yeah, it's very boring. Where are you going? Where are you going? What's, going what's to, that all about? Going to Florida. Going to the Yo. land of uh, conservatism yeah. and retirees. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to be a crazy Florida man. I'm going to fight Just an alligator, yeah. take a bunch of bath salts. Uh, I listened to a podcast about Steve Irwin today. I'll send it to you, and that way you'll learn how to fight alligators. No, Follow I Follow his son on TikTok. If I survive, I'll listen to it. All right, I respect it. <laughs> I respect uh, it. I also don't think I have, other than getting the sickness. I got down with the sickness, down with the sickness. you might wow. say. Uh-uh. Yeah, but uh, it was pretty mild. I mean, I was fully vaxxed, so whatever. It was just like a bad head cold that then turned into a oh, mild head cold in like two days. Um... So, this isn't the mini-sode, so we don't talk about anything else. <laughs> uh, this week, right I didn't. There. I kind of, I kind of alluded to it, and no, we're not talking about magic. The Gathering. 
uh, we're talking about. John, do you would you even know I'm, what we were talking about if we were talking about Magic together? Is that I a bath, barely know what we're talking towel? about. <laughs> I barely know what we're talking about right now. So for the audio listeners, Quentin is currently holding up a <laughs> highly collectible towel. Yu-Gi-Oh beach towel. <laughs> That I'm sure is... Fuck no. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the smash hit multimedia giant that is the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise. Because, uh, holy shit. I'll talk about just how many sales this franchise has made. In cardboard alone. Uh, it was a huge part of, I'm pretty sure, all of our childhoods, even if we really didn't know how to play the game at the time, like me. And just kind of made up our own rules. Um, for I multiple. Remember, oh, no! I remember doing the same shit. Like I'm gonna activate palmerization, and I'm just Dude, gonna it, use two random cards and make up my own card that bro, these two I used turned to, into. I used to not know what the concept of an extra deck was, so I would just have like the fucking fusion cards in deck. Well, to be fair, that's how I played too. They weren't very straightforward about that in the show, you know, and that's how everybody learned how to play. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I was gonna say. I knew how to play. Like, shit was just the, the show just made up its own rules. Um, but for multiple anime series, the video games, the movies, the manga, and even even the hugely popular trading card game, it's undeniable uh, that the late Kazuo Kazuki Takahashi's seminal work has been hugely information influential on the pop culture as we know it. And I'll talk about why. Um, so, first things first, we're going to talk about the manga a little bit, because that obviously came first. Also, I don't know, I'm just going to be up front, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, because if I run through this quick, my voice may go out, so we'll, we'll see. Uh... <laughs> Takahashi originally envisioned Yu-Gi-Oh! as a horror manga in the early planning stages... Wasn't it, like, not even just horror, but, like, uh, Yugi was, like, a serial killer, essentially? Yeah, it was a serial killer who killed people based around games. So, like, mm -hmm. so Jigsaw, like, so. but 20 years earlier. Yeah. Not yeah, 20 years, yeah. but, like, 10, 15. Uh, the end result became a story about games, but there's definitely some horror aspects in the original manga. Uh, the story evolved into a quote battle manga but since that was kind of an oversaturated market at the time uh takahashi wanted to do something that would stand out so he decided to write a story where fighting was the theme but the main character doesn't actually hit anyone <laughs> something he kind of struggled to like make a you know proof of concept of i love how okay so like he's like i want to do this but like i don't want the main character to actually hit anybody but then if you read like the original manga like yugi is like fucking setting people on fire and like yeah. making them like fall off of roofs and like killing everybody he comes in contact there's Not definitely uh bad people there's he, definitely he, a part like, where guys pacifism in his life or something and change so the so there's two yes. we'll, we'll talk about what happened we'll talk about what happened <clears throat> Uh, then came he came to the word game and everything kind of fell into place a story about a character battling people through games and 
Takahashi drew inspiration from a lot of games he played as a child and as an adult. He also said he based the character of Yugi on the idea of a weak, childish kid who turned into a hero when he played games, and I thought an idea he thought would resonate with the young, a lot with the younger audience. I think so. Yeah, I think that I think that fits quite a lot. Yeah, because I feel like he's very, very much a child. Oh yeah, like you would have been. Oh yes, watched it or read it, you know. And then when he turned into a you know cool, cool guy with his coat over his shoulder playing video game or not video game, sorry, card games. <laughs> you're like fuck yeah. Uh, Dual Monsters, the game that would commonly equate with the brand. Uh, was not originally the focus of the overall story of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Takahashi said in interviews that he never intended for it to make more than a couple. Oh no, I didn't skip anything. Didn't intend for it to make a couple, any more than a couple of appearances. When he saw how well it was liked by readers, though, Takahashi rebranded the entire story to focus on solely on the card game. Um, Takahashi has state had stated. That the previous message, the positive message of the series is that everyone has a quote strong inner part hidden within themselves, and when they find themselves in hardship, that quote hidden part can emerge if one believes themselves and their friend, and their friends. He say this was a pretty consistent theme throughout the franchise, which yeah, in every anime ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's the power of friendship, baby. You just yeah, gotta believe in like... yourself and believe in your friends dog episode one they had the whole thing where they drew the smiley face all over their hands it was friendship and the power of friendship oh good (laughs) shit good shit uh this is pretty well known but i thought i'd mention it because the actual story is interesting the manga is vastly different from the anime mainly in that the manga has a lot of violence and gore in it even in the English releases that were made by Viz Media. Uh, the editor for the English ver- English version, Jason Thompson, said that this is because the core of the fan base was believed to be, quote, eight-year-old boys and some fangirls. The hardcore anime and manga audience, the people who spoke Japanese and ran fan scanlation sites and posted on message boards, were thought to have considered the series, quote, too mainstream to bother with, giving Thompson a surprising amount of leeway with his translations. The result is that the manga is more or less completely the same as its Japanese counterpart, with the character death and violence pretty rampant. In an interview about this, Takahashi once jokingly said, quote, The story is quite violent, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of. I mean, there's that pretty infamous one from, like, what is it? Is it Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, where, like, the kid comes home and finds his dad dead? But in the like, oh yeah, in the anime, it's just like a fucking. There's nothing on the floor, so like, there's no impact whatsoever. Yeah, the anime, I thought it just like showed him like he was like kidnapped or taken yeah. or something like that's what they or were the. To. I guess the the other big one people might know is that the Kaiba Corp guards in the original Yu Gi Oh series ran around with uh guns in the manga but in the anime they had like walkie talkies that they would hold would hold like this yeah no even in the original don't the remember japanese, that. that's funny even in the japanese cartoon they had guns yeah so like four kids censored that well four kids obviously owned the release rights so they probably censored that a lot like they did one piece with the fucking shoe gun uh 
The four kids, oh, yeah, speaking of which, the four kids dub, the one I'm sure we're all familiar with, had quite a lot of censorship, though. Uh, the big example being that any mention of death or violence is replaced with, quote, being sent to the Shadow Realm. So, I love you know. how that became, like, the big, like, thing of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, so, yeah. I, I, like, on my debit card, I have, like, a sticker that makes it look like a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! card or whatever. And, uh, like, I bought something from the smoke shop the other day, and as I'm leaving, he's like, good, stay out of the Shadow Realm. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yup. I feel like that's <laughs> the biggest it. thing. I feel like that's, like, the biggest Fuck. memed thing out of it. Yeah, and it, like, wasn't it's even, even supposed that- to be in the show you know like that was just like how they got it on censors I also, I also feel like it's not like that big of a part of the original show like I don't know uh, at one point it. huh uh, it, the first season yeah dude the Shadow okay. Realm was a big deal I don't okay. remember it being that big of a deal but it's been a while since I watched I'm just gonna go ahead and apologize if there was a buzz in my audio because I, I just noticed it I'll try and edit it out before I send this to John, though. Uh, No, I just noticed it on my waveform because, like, the fucking center line was, like, thick as shit, and I was like, that's not supposed to be like that. Um, I can do some noise reduction. It's fine. Yeah, I can just do it. It'll take two seconds. I can do it Or our listeners can just deal with it. Yeah. Now that we've talked a little bit about some initial production facts, I found interesting. I think I'll dive into a little bit about each of the series. Um, not going to do a ton on each one, but maybe we'll have some back and forth, and maybe at the end, if this runs short, we'll talk about the card game a little bit. But we'll see. Um, teach you guys how to go full combo with Etelli. Yeah, you. well, we'll talk about uh, uh, Rongo Miniad and how it shouldn't be banned in TCG either. Just a not broken card that should be brought back, please. Um, the original. Wait, did I make it clear that there was there's an original manga series, and then there's the manga series about the card game? Did I make that clear? Yeah. Because those are two oh, separate no, entities. You did not. Yeah, I don't think you did. No. I guess yeah, I so assume. the original one is like the season zero. Yeah, it's, it's like the to. yeah, basically. I guess I kind of just assumed. I remember so fun little side tangent that can soak up some time as well. I remember when I was a kid, I was like super into Yu-Gi-Oh, obviously, and then <laughs> we were at Barnes and Noble or maybe Walmart for something, and like I found one of the volumes and I was like, oh hell yeah. I want a I want a book about Yu-Gi-Oh because I didn't understand the concept of manga at the time, and I was in or like a co- Yu-Gi-Oh comic, and then like I got my mom to buy it for me. Uh, didn't know how to read it because I didn't again did not understand the concept <laughs> of manga. But then all I do remember is that I found on the back that there was a little T for Teen thing on it, and I was like, oh fuck! So I like scribbled that out with Sharpie, so like they couldn't my mom couldn't prove that I wasn't supposed to have it was it did you at least like i remember which one it one was the, uh, was it one of the ones that had a promo card or no no it wasn't one of those oh, it was uh it was one of the season zero ones oh, because okay, okay. i distinctly remember like flipping through it and being like why the fuck are they doing like playing something off the side of a skyscraper 
And then, like, yeah. the danger was them, like, falling through a glass panel or something. Yeah. 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 That's, like, some fear factor shit. Essentially. Just no wires. I think, uh, I think they actually kind of reference that in, like, the regular cartoon as well. Like, the dual monsters one. But I could be wrong. Fear factor or the original... <laughs> The original, like, skyscraper uh, scene. There's also... I don't think I talk... Oh, wait. No, I do. Okay. So, the original 1998 Yu-Gi-Oh! anime series was... Oh, right. I forgot about this. I'm going to go back. Uh, because there's 11, there's 11 series with a total of 1,120 episodes so far. It's a lot of yugs. That's a lot of... That's a lot of yugs. Um... Not to mention all the movies. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't talk about. I didn't put anything in about the movies. There's like two or three of them, right? I think. But uh, the Pyramid of Light one, the Bonds Beyond Time, and uh, Duel Different uh, Duelist from the Different Dimensions or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gotta step up <clears> the <throat> game. They gotta start. They gotta compete with uh, Dragon. Come on. Not nah, Bonds Beyond Time is the only good one. So there's the original 1998 Yu-Gi-Oh! anime series, which was the adaptation of the pre-dual monster story. Uh, so all the really crazy shit that Yu-Gi and his friends got up to, like Russian roulette, laser tag with special forces members, golf, capsule monsters chess, and a tabletop role-playing game called Monster World. If I'm not mistaken, the uh, Russian roulette one was literally, like, the first game uh, in the series. Like, that was how they opened it up. That's probably true. I don't. I didn't really look into it. I remember reading I, it, but I don't I remember. I read all of it, it. I read it all in high school, which was, like, a pretty long time ago. I, so I, I read I the overview when I was doing this, but I didn't write down, like, I didn't go into, like, well, episode one. I remember there's also, like, a thing with, uh... I don't remember her original Japanese name, but we know her as Taya. Where the, she's, like, has a beauty contest with one of the teachers or some shit. And it's, like... I don't remember. I just remember being weird and sticking out. There's, like, a couple, like, common elements fr between them. Like, uh... Bakura still shows up. Joey still has, like, a... Or the character who... What is his name? Like whatever his Japanese name is, because it's, like, Joe something. Josuke. Uh, he still has a sick sister. Um, Yugi and Yami Yugi are still a thing. I don't remember if Yami Yugi is still, like, a f fucking dead pharaoh, or if it's just, like, Yugi's alter ego that he turns into when he plays games, like I was talking about earlier. I don't fucking remember. But yeah, I just remember, there's like some fucking wild shit in that. Um, in 1999, only one year later, we got Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, the story we're all familiar with. Our protagonist, Yu-Gi Moto, fights using a card game to save his grandpa's souls from his, his rival, Seto Kaiba, the young CEO of a multinational conglomerate. He's also possessed by the spirit of a long-dead Egyptian pharaoh who takes over his body to become Yami Yu-Gi. Uh, this shit's real silly, but it's like kind of still interesting to watch. <clears throat> I just remember getting a giant trench coat, trench coat like uh, Kaiba. 
I wanted to be like him. I had his deck. Got a nice big trench coat from Goodwill. Sounds right. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I was a cool kid. I just gotta say. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Between that and the t-shirt that you cut the sleeves off of to be like trunks. Well, yeah. Uh, then in 2004, we got Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, the story of Jaden Yuki, a student at Dual Academy, a school built by Seto Kaiba, where all the students contend to be the next Duel King. Um, there's also some weird shit in this one about ancient entities that have somehow become connected to the card game. I don't... I don't go to Dual Academy, bro. Just an island. My favorite, uh, story line from that series of gx was definitely the one where the kid who like escapes from school and gets like lost in the woods and then like becomes this tarzan motherfucker oh my god i forgot all about that yeah but he's still like fully competent enough to play Yu-Gi-Oh and like ends up dueling Jaden, but still somehow like has a deck and like has cards even though he's been living out in the woods for however many years i mean if so, arrows were playing you know, it they're playing fine. like stone tablets, though. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. This was a Possibly. child living in the f- woods. Yeah, and he just kept his deck. Yeah, but like became more primal. Our primal nature is to play card games. Play card games. Yeah, that's what Yu-Gi-Oh would have us believe, honestly. Like yeah, dead ass. It makes sense to me. Like I'm pretty sure there is like a thing about like even ancient man played games, and it's <laughs> like okay. Uh, and even as we'll see very in a minute, even future man and post-apocalyptic man will play card games. Um, also, in the, it's, so in the same universe, we have 2008's Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. 5Ds, I'll just get it out of the way. 5Ds nuts. 5Ds. A uh, future story, a far future story about duelists playing games on motorcycles I, called dual runners oh my Actually, god i didn't know about this so okay so this one gets memed on a lot like there's been this running joke in the thing since fucking 2008 like card games on motorcycles Ugh. i think this series is really good i thought 5d's the anime was fucking fantastic actually this is where i checked a out. really good story it has yeah, this is about where i stopped it has probably my favorite storyline out of any of all of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Animes. This is but then, like, GX is pretty good, too, but I don't know. Okay. The whole thing with, like, because, like, this one, like, the D, the 5D is the five dragons, so they had to, like, get all the dragon cards and shit, and then they had to fight all the ancient, once again, the uh, antagonists were literally the... Uh, ancient immortals or whatever i forget what they're called the d the dragons baby i don't know no i i forget what they're called but yeah but it was just yeah another ancient another ancient being type of thing that they had to fight but that was also like set in the future so there was like nuclear power and that was like charging yeah, no, the so... fucking like cards and shit there was the i remember reading the plot line that like one of the like the generators from like the city that we knew in Yu-Gi-Oh! like dual like the dual kingdom or not dual monster season 
like blew up or something and like yeah that's why the city was in ruins and the synchro monsters were like powering the generators and shit yeah it was fucking goofy the storyline is really goofy but like it's pretty fun i enjoyed it that's fair um it only gets goofier if we're being honest uh yeah. so then then comes Zugio Yu-Gi-Oh Zexel 1 and 2 releasing in 2011 the series follows protagonist Yuna Sukomo who is joined by an interstellar beast known as Astral uh together they try to gather the 100 cards that make up his memory this series is actually what led to four kids filing for filing for bankruptcy after a legal battle involving their rights to air the show uh konami eventually won back the rights so i guess we have zexel to thank for that one zexel wasn't half bad this was the last one i watched uh so i i can't speak much on arc v and past but i thought zexel was okay yuya uh was really annoying but uh oh was it wait what was his name i thought it was yuya but i could be wrong Maybe I'm pretty sure that you the Wikipedia had Yuna, so it could you could be right. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, the main character in that one was kind of annoying, but it is what it is. The it, it wasn't the worst, I guess. I can't tell you what the worst one was though. Uh, I have my thoughts, but. In 2014, Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc V was released. This series followed... This one is Yuya. This is... Okay, okay. That's where I got confused. Yuya Sakaki, who participates in the world of action duels. In this, um... Enhanced... Solid vision systems give real substance to monsters and environments played in the game. This is where we got fucking pendulums i feel like there was like times in the original series though that the monsters so, gave, like substance enough to like hurt people though so you're that thinking the whole thing of the G- no the, the the second half of gx was all in like they were in like this dimension oh, right. where all of the monsters were real i was thinking of like the you. the hollow discs from the original one I guess, yeah. It's like a mixture of those two things. Like a happy medium of this can actually kill you and it's a hologram. <coughs> That's fair. Long enough to try to make it seem like an original idea. Yes. <laughs> uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. Uh, V-Reigns. V-Reigns? Is that how it's said? I don't know. I, that's what I think, but I could be I wrong. was... Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. This is not them playing card games on trains, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure that was probably the meme when it aired. But, like, virtual oh, trains, brains. Uh, it, anyway, it aired in 2017. Virtually. Ooh. Ooh. Like Gotham, but virtual. Gotham, but for card games. Uh, it aired in 2017 and follows Yusuku Fujiki engaging in duels on a virtual world under his alias Playmaker. He is determined to take down an elusive ring of hackers known only as the Knights of Hanoi, which I'm assuming is based on that other game thing, the Towers of Hanoi. 
Uh, so I haven't watched this one, but I have online friends who will, like, swear that it's, like, the best out of any of the Yu-Gi-Oh! series to date. Um, I can't speak on that, but from what I've... What I know, it sounds pretty cool. I can't even give you, like, an actual synopsis of anything. Basically, just Playmaker's a cool dude, I guess. That's fair. Uh, in 2019, an announcement about the new Yu-Gi-Oh! Series 7... The new series Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens was released, but due to the pandemic, the production was pushed back significantly and actually aired in 2020. This series was the first since the original 1998 series to not be animated by Studio Gallop, instead being animated by Studio Bridge. What's this up? This series is fucking ridiculous because... They really enjoy indulge in J- uh, Japan's love of baseball. Fuck oh, yeah! They took existing Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like um, for <sighs> anybody who played uh, at the release of Xe's Monsters um, Utopia, they took him that card and just made a baseball player version of him. There's like all of these cards that are like pretty well known, and they just like turned them into baseball versions. I have no idea why. Are these like? I I, I don't know anything about the series. I just know that this series is Yu-Gi-Oh baseball. So it's just in game or in 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 show. There's no yes. like they did never yeah, release like this all is rush duels. I believe or no 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 that's the next series. They should have just really they should have. Or not V-Rain, sorry. Sevens. sevens. I think Sevens follows Rush Duel format stuff. They should have, like, I think they should have released alt arts of, like, Utopia being a baseball player. I just want to see Dark Magician. What's the the one super heavy samurai card that has, like, a the big spike bat? They could have made that into one. They could have just released a whole bunch of, like, you know, limited printing promo cards. But been, yeah, it would have contaminated the market. <laughs> Our Yugi bets would not have liked that one. <laughs> we would have. Oh, yeah, it would have been awesome. I would have loved it. Are you fucking kidding me? That's one of the cool things. I think. Okay, no, I lied. It it wasn't until I think Rush. That we got the baseball because they uh the the baseball cards are actual cards but only in that specific format of you. Oh, that's unfortunate. That I was saying the um that's the cool thing about Matt that Magic does that Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't is they'll just release like alt prints of like existing cards. So there's yeah there's this card called uh bone nasher and it's a it's a it's a rat card that people use as a commander in in commander format but they released an alt print of it where it's like a bunch of like fucking ratatouille looking ass rats sitting around like eating on like a table of garbage and it's so good because bone nasher's effect is literally like you tap it and you however many rats rat tribals you have on this field you just double that with rat tokens. It's kind of fucked, and I kind of want to make that commander deck because it's goofy as shit. But I love that. No, honestly, yeah, no. Magic does a lot of good shit like that. 
I really they do like they do a lot their, of cool. Uh, I feel collaborations. like yeah, their collaborations and stuff. Their pricing lately, I guess, has been pretty bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's didn't I, you say you wanted to get back into Magic, Tim? But yeah, I, I did. They're because exclusively, I kind of want to get in for Commander format because a Commanders the rule list is the rules are run by the community. Which I think is better than Wizards because Wizards is fucking stupid, even in D and D stuff. And then B because with, with Commander you can just use any card you own, whereas Standard there's like a rotating like set list of cards that you can use. Um, but is it two, three sets? Yeah, I don't remember. Are the only legal ones something like that? Sometimes they rotate them. Sometimes I I don't know. I've only been looking into Commander because I've always hated the way Wizards run standard format. Um, but yeah, I want to get into playing Commander. I think that'd be fun, and just like collecting because I think a lot of the art on some of the cards is really fucking cool. Are you gonna get the Fortnite collaboration, dude? <sighs> is that a real thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Magic Fortnite, Fortnite collaborates with everything, dude. Fortnite has so much money it's that they can afford the next to. The secret layer set coming out. Yu-Gi-Oh is next. That's what Fortnite they would never. After. Yu-Gi-Oh hasn't done a single like collaboration, collaboration ever like that. Hey, money speak, money talks, man, money talk. I'm just saying. you know who doesn't give a shit? Konami. <laughs> <laughs> you saying. underestimate Konami. I'm not underestimating. I'm just saying. You underestimate our greed. Nah, dude. It like they don't make decisions. Like they they could. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they could be offered like here's like however much money from Fortnite, but then they'll just be like, no, we don't want to. Uh, or it could be like, hey, fix your game, and people will spend more money on it, and they'll be like, we don't want to. Uh, they'll still buy virtual packs, dumbass. Shut like not. I'm not saying it to you, Quinn. <laughs> this is this is Konami speaking. They'll still buy yeah, exactly. virtual packs, dumbass. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> little little fucking Jimmy with his mom's credit card will still buy gems to buy cards. Fuck off. Oh, quality control has been bad on like physical cards lately, and like there's been a lot of miscuts. They'll still fucking buy cases. We don't care. It's fine. Really? Sounds That's like fucked. a great company. I haven't heard anything about this 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 new QC thing, but I guess we can talk about that a little after I finish this. QC is bad. That's uh, this year, the newest series, Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush, began airing on April 3rd, 2020. Um, no, I'm not sure there's an actual plot summary for any of these last two seasons, but it isn't on... I, oh, I, I am sure there is, a, there is an actual plot summary. But it isn't on Wikipedia, and I'm not going to go look dig for the plot of a children's card game show on Japanese <laughs> message boards and English cesspools that are that are anime message boards. Sorry, love you, but not that much. Uh, <laughs> as mentioned, you, there's... But we don't want to deal with too much work for you. Yeah, I'm not going to go on Slash A and try and figure out, like, fucking Yugi, the plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush. So now, if hey, you want to go at your own you risk... Support us on Patreon, and we can make this job. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll go. I'll, maybe I'll do that deep dive. Quick plug. <laughs> uh, as mentioned, there's also the wildly, as mentioned a few times now, there's also the wildly successful Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game and a myriad of video games spanning the life of the series thus far. 
uh, to go into all the video games would take longer than I'm comfortable doing in an episode. Funny, I wrote this thing and take a lot longer. Uh, so I won't. <laughs> Similarly, I'm not going to go into the depth of the history of the TCG because that would take hours. Uh, Quentin and I might have fun doing it, but I don't think it would be fun to listen to for anyone not into Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, you know, you guys don't want to hear about the story of the first World Championships. You guys want to hear the story about uh, the reason that they took, I don't know, some card down from three to two and how that really affected the balancing issues of the game going forward for the next three years. I could give you a whole college-level essay on Maxi. Oh, God. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> Maxi is the dumbest Maxie staple in the game. The bug. Level 2 Earth Insect. Discard from your hand anytime your opponent special summons you draw a card. It's dumb. Um, like dumb to date, good or dumb dumb? It's dumb. Both. Okay. If you're facing a card deck that special summons is dumb good. If they don't, it's worth you still have it. something to discard. But if it gets used against you, you just cry. Yeah. Just to date... The manga has sold over 40 million copies. In August of 2008, uh, TV Tokyo reported that 18 billion Yu-Gi-Oh cards had been sold worldwide. And by 2011, that number had risen to 25.2 billion. That was over 10 years ago. That's insane. I can only imagine what that number would be now. Six. Six. Let's just do a quick Google search since we got the time. How many Yu-Gi-Oh cards sold. I'm going to try to do an ex- extrapolation so I can see if... Yeah, you can do your uh, your engineering, your college level extrapolations. Uh, is Yu-Gi-Oh still popular? How much are Yu-Gi-Oh cards worth? Yu-Gi-Oh sets Guinness World Record with 22.6 billion cards. That's got to be an old article. Yep, 2009. <laughs> All time? Thirty-five billion worldwide. This is saying I'm not I'm blocking you, go fuck off. Um but No, this website's like, we see that you have ad blocker. We're not gonna show you the article unless you unblock our ads. And it's like okay, you can so not if it grew at a steady rate. From 2008 to 2011, it kept growing at that rate. It should be around 49.2 billion cards. Damn. 50 billion. Should it definitely be. did not grow at that rate, though. You yeah, there were definitely some Faster walls. or slower? Um, so, August of 2008, 18 billion. 2011, 25. So, 2011 was like a high point. 2014 with the introduction or was it 2014 2015 it was basically 2014 to 2016 there was like a big exodus of Yu-Gi-Oh players a lot of people were quitting and stuff and shit so like there there was a lot that was of me. like flub ebbs and flows of like the I quit in 2015 just before uh not links what's the other one pendulums came out Pendulums, yeah. A Pendul- lot dumbs. <laughs> Pendulums. Dumbs got them. Yeah, no, that was a 
big consensus. I just didn't play the game because I didn't have money at the time, I think was my only excuse. There was that too because I was in college. We can say that it's probably around uh, 50 billion or less. Yeah, this is this article I'm seeing is estimating 35 billion, but that could be, I don't know how old this is. So. And are they counting like the TCG and the OCG? Worldwide, it says, so I'm assuming so. Okay. But anyway, yeah, they. Yu Gi Oh! TCG and Yu Gi Oh! OCG are two separate entities. And this isn't even counting the secondhand market. Like the counterfeit market, where fucking. Not counterfeit, exactly, but like the repackage market that's really bad in fucking every trading card game. Yeah. Get those fucking mystery packs from Walmart. Those and the shit. fucking 35 cards, pa- like yeah. mystery packs that are just re-fucking yeah. packaged. Yeah. Guaranteed rare card. And, and so like fucking, a fucking like a dollar rare card. that's worth a quarter. Yeah. Like sick, thanks. Apparently there was recently a scam like that in Magic the Gathering going around where they would package old packs behind a one dollar foil card or maybe not one dollar it was like maybe a four dollar card but it was like one that was a promo so there was just tons of them out there they would package old packs behind that so you couldn't see what pack it was as a general consumer and the Mm -hmm. packs are only worth like two dollars like some of them were worth like two dollars there was one that was worth like five there was one that was worth like 14 because it had good stuff in it but like you can't tell what it is as a, like your general your 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 cool dad that goes and buys you magic at the fucking Target while he's shopping. Yeah. But like, they would sell those promo pack those like promo packs for like eighteen bucks. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's uh yeah. Not a good deal. There's some there's some cool stuff that goes on in Just, the trading guard community. Never buy sealed products ever. Never yeah. buy resealed product. Just there, there's one singles. going around now that I, I saw. Not to, the... not to spoil it, but I follow this guy who talks about a lot of them for the magic community, and they there's a collector's foil box with like 18 cards in it that's worth like 40 bucks, but people on eBay are re- are buying them and then reselling other packs inside of it. But, like, the packaging is kind of similar, but it's yeah. not. Or it says, like, so. some a certain amount of cards on it. Where No, this is the scam. This is the scam. It says 25 cards on the fake one, but it's gray text on, like, a foil gray background. So you can barely see it. And then the original has, like, 40 cards in it, I want to say. So it's like they're just taking 15 of the cards, like the good cards, and then just selling you the other ones <laughs> and repackaged, and you can't tell on eBay. And, uh, that's yeah. why you never buy from eBay. Yeah. Except for singles. <coughs> if it sounds like a good deal, it's probably not. Or at least that's what I've learned. So, that's where we come to an end on this saga. A good deal. Great deal.
Do it. Do it now. Take <laughs> uh, your mother's credit card. Do it. Go to patreon.com slash backdash pod and take your mother's credit card. Disclaimer, <laughs> for for legal reasons, this is a joke. Please do not do this. For real reasons. Do Wink. It. Actually, actually do it. <laughs> um, that's all I know. got. You'll never know what that $5 recurring charge on your credit card is. You're fine. Uh, that's all I got for this topic, unless we have other things to talk about with it. Um, that's it. It's a little bit of a short one, but yeah, I mean, my voice I, is going, I, and uh, that's all the research I did. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was a nice little, little quickie, you know. We'll drive to work real quick. Drive home. Can listen to it. Boom. Done. Move on. Uh, so you can find me on Letterboxd at Timmy C, Twitter and Instagram, Hot Pink Waffles, Twitch, Uncle Fungal Shroom. You can find the podcast everywhere at RR Podcasts with an S. The email is RR Podcasts with an S at gmail.com. Find me at not John pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah, that. Uh, I am Boxwine, but the O is a zero on pretty much everything that matters. Change your Twitch. Oh, we talked about that. Mm. Or not Twitch. That's Twitter. always been Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we talked Twitter. About that. Sorry. All right. Well, love y'all. Have a good time. Bye.